Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Caressa continues our series, Renew Hope, with a sermon titled, A Heart of Gratitude. Scripture comes from Psalm 118, 1 through 2, and then 19 through 29, and is read by Clark and Sally Callahan. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Maybe you've heard these words before. They come from Psalm 118. It's an individual psalm of thanksgiving that gives praise to God for a specific act of redemption in the psalmist's life. The entire psalm hinges on God's hearing and answering the cries of God's people, delivering them from harm and turmoil, and the people expressing their gratitude for God's goodness and mercy. As we approach Thanksgiving, may we too lift our voices in praise and gratitude for who God is and all God has done for us. Listen for God's word to us. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 2 and 19 through 29. Give thanks to the Lord, for God is good. God's faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat. God's faithful love endures forever. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. God, I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, save us. Please, Lord. Please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for God is good. God's faithful love endures forever. Speaking of gifts, what a gift our music ministry is. Amen? Absolutely. Absolutely. This time of year, we think a lot about Thanksgiving, don't we? We do. Friends, before we hear God's word proclaimed, let us go to God in prayer. God, it is the simple gifts that you give us that we are thankful for, whether it is music or friendship or health or family, we are truly grateful for all that you have given, all that you have done for us. So God, as we come together today to receive your word that has been read and sung, to listen to your word proclaimed, work in us, work in through us, and give us those hearts of gratitude this day and forevermore. And all of God's children said, amen. 
Well, the other morning, uh, a devotional came through my email. I have several devotionals that I, I get on a regular basis. And one that came to my email really intrigued my interest. It caught my attention because it was simply titled, How Are You? I was like, well, is Big Brother watching over me? Is, is somebody wondering how I'm doing? Well, it intrigued me, and I got to thinking, you know, this is a phrase that we commonly share with one another on a weekly basis, daily basis. In fact, I had several people this morning say, hi, how are you? And how do we normally respond when people say, how are you? Fine. <laughs> fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. Doing well. We have all sorts of things that we say when people ask us how we're doing. Well, the devotional really challenged me to answer this question in a different way. And it challenged me, when somebody asks me, how are you, to respond with, I am grateful. And it got me wondering, if I was to answer this question, how are you, with these simple words, I am grateful, how would that change my mindset? How would that reframe how I approach my day? Would it make me more mindful of who and what I'm thankful for? How would that change my perception of my daily life by simply answering, I am grateful? And then I got to thinking about, well, how would it affect the person who was hearing it? I mean, if Jordan was to say, how are you? And I said, I am grateful. I wonder, would that make them stop and think? Would that intrigue them? Would that surprise them? Would that simple phrase make them think about who and what they are grateful for? Well, November has been dubbed the month of gratitude, right? Have you seen this in places? In fact, in the national, it's the National Gratitude Month according to the National Day calendar. I bet you didn't know there was such a thing. Along the National Donut Day and National Puppy Day, there is National Gratitude Month, and that is November. And we celebrate Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. Our social media is flooded with words of gratitude. And in fact, we go so far as to have these wooden signs in our house that say thankful, grateful, and blessed to remind us to be thankful. And some of you even have the t-shirt, right? So we have all of these things in the month of November to remind us to be grateful. And we see it, we wear it, we display it, we post it, all in an effort to have attitudes of gratitude, at least for one month. In the last 10 years, there have been multiple studies on the effects and benefits of gratitude. And one that really stuck out to me is by Robert Emens, and he's a mental health specialist. And he conducted several studies on stress and health, which indicated that gratitude deeply reduces your stress, provokes emotions of happiness, reduces an array of negative emotions, and is a natural detox for your mind and your body. And then another study out of UCLA actually found that gratitude changes the neural structures in your brain. When you express gratitude, or even when you receive gratitude, 
our brain releases dopamine and serotonin that are the neurotransmitters that help us feel good, that bring about positive emotions. And so by consciously practicing gratitude every day, we can strengthen these neural pathways, we can create positive emotions, we can be less stressful, and we can detox our body. So with all of these benefits of gratitude, why don't we express it more often? Why don't we express our gratitude more often? In its simplest form, gratitude refers to a quality or a feeling of being grateful or thankful. It's being deeply appreciative for someone's kindness or benefits or gifts that someone has given you. Now, some of you remember that old hymn, Count Your Blessings One by One. Does anybody remember that tune? Where's all my musical people? How's it go? Count your blessings. Sing it. Oh, he volunteered his brother. <laughs> He's like, you sing it. <laughs> by one. Yeah, that's right. Count your blessings, name them one by one. <laughs> it's not only a wonderful hymn, but according to these studies, it is an optimal way to live. Now this time of year, of course, we're prompted to be grateful. We're prompted to have gratitude, to reflect on all the good things in our life. And if we need a little bit of inspiration, if we need a guide to expressing that gratitude, we can look to the book of Psalms. There are over 30, I think there's close to 45, there are over 30 Psalms of Thanksgiving that express gratitude. Now one of those we read, Psalm 118, and these words that were written over 3,000 years ago are still very relevant and speak to us today. And in fact, the very first line on the very last line of that hymn, that psalm, bookend each other, and it's, give thanks to the Lord for God is good. God's faithful love endures forever. The author of the psalm is expressing gratitude to God, to God's faithful love, to how God has watched over them and delivered them from trying harsh circumstances, how God has watched over them, how God has been with them from the beginning to the end, how God has walked alongside them every step through everything they've been through. And this individual is writing this psalm of thanksgiving, this song, S-O-N-G, to gather the community of faith, just like we've gathered here today, to come and to worship and to sing our praise and thanksgiving. And in fact, the worshipers would gather into the courtyards and the rooms of the temple, and they would come together and they would sing. They would use these psalms and they would sing words like, open for me the gates of righteousness so that I can come into this space just like we have come into this space today, to sing to God and to give thanks to God. Another thing that they would sing from this psalm is, this is the Lord's doing and it is wonderful to see. Friends, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. 
what if, kind of like that question, how are you, I am grateful. What if every day we started with, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How would that change our mindset? How would that center us? Well, oftentimes we will read excerpts from the New Testament not too often we go to the Old Testament, but I think of all the times of the year, now during Thanksgiving, during this month of gratitude, it's important to go back, to look at the Psalms, to think about all that God has done for us. The Psalms of Thanksgiving remind us who God is, that God has created each of us uniquely and wonderfully in God's image. God has created you in God's image. God has named and claimed you as his own, just like God has claimed and named these three beautiful children that we baptized this morning. The Psalms of Thanksgiving remind us of all the things that God has done for us. Throughout the Bible, throughout our ancestors of faith, throughout our each and individual lives. They remind us and implore us to pay attention and give thanks for how and where God is present in your life right here and right now. And these beautiful psalms of thanksgiving also speak. They remind us of the wonderful promises that God gives us, that God will always be with us through those deep, dark valleys into those smooth, green pastures. And so I encourage you to think and to look to these psalms of thanksgiving. In fact, we'll try to email them out this week, or you can get your phone out and take a picture if you can see that. I don't know, I may need a magnifying glass to see that. But to really think about those different psalms of thanksgiving and what they mean, how they can renew your hope, how they can center your life, giving thanks to God. So as we approach Thanksgiving this week, I wonder... I wonder what you're grateful for. I wonder how you are grateful for God. I wonder how you are expressing your gratitude for who God is, for all God has done and will do. Imagine. Imagine if you were to wake up tomorrow morning and the first thing you do is express your gratitude for God. Your gratitude for a roof over your head, a warm place to sleep, food in your fridge, friends and family nearby. Imagine if the first person you see tomorrow, and maybe this is a challenge, the first person you see tomorrow, you express your gratitude for that person. It could be a spouse, a child, or even your pet. It could be a coworker or a neighbor. It could be the barista or the cashier. Whoever it may be, the first person you see tomorrow, what if you stopped in your tracks and you expressed your gratitude for that person? How would that enrich your relationship with them? Imagine if the last thing you do tonight, right before you fall asleep, is to take out a piece of paper or even grab a little post-it note and write down everything that you're thankful for today. The good, the bad, and the in-between. The people you saw, the things you did, the beautiful day. I know I give God thanks for seeing the mountains every day. Thank God I'm not in Texas anymore. <laughs> it's too flat. 
But I do. I drive to the church and I look out and I just can't help myself but give God thanks for the beauty that is around me, for the people in my lives. So whether it's first thing in the morning, the first person you see, the last thing you do before you go to bed, give thanks to the Lord for God is good. God's faithful love endures forever. Now often we will take for granted gratitude. We'll get too busy in our lives, we'll get so busy and wrapped up in our daily to-dos that we'll fail to stop and to even just say that simple two words, thank you. Or we assume that the people in our life already know how much we love and appreciate them. Sometimes we wait until it's too late. I want to share with you a story of one young man, Brian Dole. He realized, he came to realize how important it is to express your gratitude to the people that you love. On January 1st, 2012, I was in a car with two of my best friends. We had just rung in the new year, shopping, listening to music, just doing things as usual. And on the drive home that day, on a road actually not too far from here, there was a car on the other side of the street that started to flash its bright lights at me, repeatedly, annoyingly. And it turned out that what it was trying to do was alert me of a car in my lane on the wrong side of the road, coming directly at us at a speed much faster than we were going. And before I knew it, it was so close that I could actually read the letters and the numbers of the license plate. And that's when I realized that if I did not move our car right then, we would be dead. After a quick swerve and just barely missing the car, we stabilized on the side of the road and were finally able to catch a breath. I had tears in my eyes. We had almost just died. And with my hands clamped on the steering wheel and my mind racing, I remember thinking of one thing in particular. And that was, where did I stand in that moment with the relationships in my life? I thought about when I left the house that morning. What were the last words that I said to my mom? Did I say, I love you? Or did I just rush out the door like usual? And I thought about my friends, be it my best friends or those who I hadn't spoken to in years. And did they know how much I appreciated them? I went home that night incredibly flustered. And I thought about this for a while, about 11 months actually, until Thanksgiving Day last year when I found myself in New York City in my aunt's apartment, sitting on her couch, about to go to sleep for the night. I was on my phone, as we all are, flicking through the Facebook statuses of the day. And I could see how people were expressing their thanks and their gratitude to those in their lives. And as I kept scrolling... I suddenly became so puzzled, and I thought to myself, why on earth does this have to just be one day? Or better yet, why only here online? Why can't we do something more, something deeper, something more meaningful? And that's when the light bulb went off in my head. I sat up, and I literally said out loud, I have an idea. So, naturally, I told my world. I made a Facebook status about it, and I said that I had this idea where for the next 365 days, I was going to try and say thank you to one person every single day with no repeats. I would either call them up or I would sit down with them in person and I would tell them thank you for the meaning that they've had in my life, for the impact that they had made. And at the end of the day, I would write a blog post about them, first speaking to their individuality and then thanking them again for all that they had done. Now at the time, it was just an idea and I had absolutely no clue where this would take me, but I went for it. So Brian went for it. His traumatic experience made him stop and think, have I expressed my gratitude and appreciation to the people that I love? 
And so he embarked on a project, a 365-day project, where he would express his gratitude to one person each day for a year, whether it with a note or a text or a phone call. And it made me wonder, I can do that. Why haven't I done that, right? Well, another family I learned had a, had a tradition. So about a decade ago, if you're, well, if you're over 25, you probably remember, but um, T-Mobile had a cell phone campaign. This is when you had to go back and you had to pay for the different minutes that you used on your phone. And so they had this campaign, who's in your five, right? And so this could be five people that you had in your contacts that you selected to be your favorite five, and then you would have unlimited phone calls to these people. This was back when we had flip phones, if you remember those. And so this one family turned it into a Thanksgiving tradition, and so they would start by saying, who's in your five? And so each family member would pick five people. The only rule was that they could, they could not be a relative, and they would pick five people, and they would commit to expressing to those five people people that had made a big difference in their life in that last year. And they would go and they would send them a text message, a phone call, write them a note, but they would express a couple of sentences of gratitude to that person. And then when the family gathered around the table at Thanksgiving, they would go around the room, go around the table, and they would share who's in their five and why. And they were able to not only think about the five people in their lives that it made a difference, but they were actually went and took the initiative to go and to express that gratitude to that person for what they had meant in their life. And again, it made me think, what if we did that? Who would be in your five? Who would be five people in your life that has made an impact in this last year? Well, as I thought about my five, and as I look around this room, I think my five would quickly turn into 195, the number of people that are in this room, the people that are worshiping with us online. I think we too often forget to give God thanks, not only for our family and friends, but for those of us that are sitting here together as a community of faith. Look around. Look around at your family. Look around at your family of faith, people that have made a difference in your life, whether it's a deacon that's made a phone call or an adult that's been your sponsor in the youth group, someone who has greeted you at the door or even cleaned up somebody's mess. One of my favorite Bible verses that I wanted to share with you today as we think about gratitude comes from Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And as I read these words, I want you to think about the people in your life that you give God thanks for. I want you to think about the people in this room, in this family of faith, in this church that you give God thanks for. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that Christ who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And friends, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending the gospel, 
whether I'm in trials or sharing the good news to others in Jesus Christ. Every time I think of you, I give God thanks for you. So friends, Thanksgiving is more than just a holiday. It really needs to be our way of life. So as we move into this week, into this holiday season and beyond, may we vocally, actively, wholeheartedly express our gratitude. Our gratitude for who God is and all that God has done and is doing. Our gratitude for the people in our lives. Our gratitude for the people in this faith community that walk alongside us. And our gratitude for all that we have and all that we are. Friends, let us give thanks to the Lord for God is good. God's steadfast, faithful love endures forever. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.